Welcome into the Brooklyn Grit. Gentlemen, Grit listeners, coming at you live June 4th, Friday night, on the eve of round two, game one, the series everyone has been waiting for, Bucks Nets. Um, game one and two in Brooklyn, Saturday, Monday. This this is the series everyone wants. This is the series everyone needs. The Lakers are gone. No Steph Curry. First time since 2010 that we won't have LeBron or Steph in the finals. It's it's a new new wave of NBA stars. Brandon, how you doing? How are you liking these playoffs? How you feeling? Oh, I love these playoffs. I think they've been one of the best in years. Uh, I think I think so too. And I think I know you've said it for a long time, but I think that that Mickey Mouse puzzle the uh, bubble was really fugazi. I was saying it during the during the bubble. I, I remember. Didn't like I didn't. I didn't like it to begin with because, I mean, obviously you shoot better in the YMCA gym than in an arena, with fans, travel. I mean, when you're walking across, just walking to the arena, it's like an AAU game type feel. Yep. It's not. It's not an NBA basketball game. And we saw a lot of players who balled out in the bubble who came this year and didn't have good seasons. Um, I put up a chart the other night. One of my, my friends who's a genius back-end business guy for J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, he's a big Knicks fan. He was so upset the other night. He made a, a graph showing how um, – The Rand- Julius Randle graph? Yeah, the Julius Randle graph where his shooting got worse as they increased fans in the arena. And it was over like a 10-game sample size. So I, I, I think there's something to it, man. I think that I'm not saying Julius Randle can't play in front of fans, but I think he got used to playing in empty arenas. And then those those fans come back, those bluebirds start. The I, I don't know that those that, those Knicks games were kind of crazy. Those atmosphere they were, they were really going after Trey Young, and I mean Trey just gave it to him. But you know, circling circling back to what you said, that Mickey Mouse bubble, not real, not good. I mean that you know LeBron will be LeBron's final title if I had to guess, but. Yeah, I think that's his final title as well. I think he he's he likes to make excuses because we heard him say, right, like, oh, I'm going to get this rest and come back and dominate. Like, oh, we're going to have this offseason and go hang banner 18. It's like, no, you're not. Teams, yeah. teams are going to be better next season. What are you think this is going to attract free agents? No, it's I, not. I, I just don't it's know. Not. I mean, the, the Lakers would have to get super creative to add another player. Uh, I, I don't know what they could do. I, and I think you they think may... they're going to put pick L.A. over Brooklyn for no. those free agents chasing a ring? Absolutely not. You talk, you're talking about the minimum guys? Yes. Yeah, no, no chance. No chance in hell. Um, I think the Lakers probably – I mean, you know, they, they were banged up, but I, I think they made a mistake just like a couple other teams did, not making that trade, not giving up you know, Horton for Kyle Lowry. Oh, that was ridiculous. Yeah. He was I, horrible this series. Yeah. And, he and had, I, like, a good, like, 10 games, and all of a sudden he's the next Tyler Hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Schroeder didn't play great. Um, you know, Miami did the same thing. They didn't want to give up their young guys for James Harden. Uh, Thank did, goodness. Who, yeah. Who, who the hell knows what Danny Ainge is doing up in Boston? But uh, we're seeing this trend, man, where, like, you have a small shot at winning a ring. It's a small period of time. And we're hoping the Nets have like two, three years after the season, but you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So like when you have that team, when you have the assets, you got to go for it. Mm -hmm. I agree. You got to go for it. Um, 
no Joseph tonight. No Matt Brooks tonight. This will be our Bucks, you know, series preview. We'll put a short episode out so everyone can listen tomorrow on Saturday. Maybe we'll come back since this series is going to be intense. Maybe we'll come back after game two and do a wrap-up pod of the first two games. I think people would like to hear that. Yeah, I also think people really like the uh, spaces we did. We think we peaked at like 45, 50 listeners. I think yeah, that's that, pretty that, good. That was fun. Yeah, we should do that again. It was me, me you, and Justin. We had some, uh, some people asking questions, people talking. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that because yeah, everyone gets a voice on that if yeah, they want it. That's great. Yeah, maybe we could even uh, maybe we could even do it tomorrow after game one or after game two. That'd be fun. I like doing that on the road when everyone's home. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, so we'll do it after game three then. That'll be fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we know the Suns and Nuggets have moved on. Who else are we waiting for? Are we just waiting for Dallas and the Clippers? Okay. So yeah. if Dallas wins tonight, they move on. If the Clippers win, they go to game seven. Everything else yeah. is set, right? Yeah, this is the this as you say, basketball is a game of runs. This is the most intense game of runs I think I've ever seen. It's been really fun to watch. Like it's crazy. Like the Clippers will go on like a seven all run. The Mavs will answer with like a ten all run. The Clippers will go on another seven all run. Like it's it's been insane. Yeah, it's been a fun one to watch. Luca's not even having that great of a game. Uh, he's shooting poorly. I'm sure he'll come on in the fourth. At the end here, I'm expecting him to come on. But yeah, it's been a fun game. It's been a fun series. And I think I think these playoffs have been fantastic, especially with the fans back. Almost almost full arenas everywhere. Yeah, it's been great, man. Going to that um, closeout game in Brooklyn the other night, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I felt like the Nets were toying with Boston. They, they couldn't just get that run, and, like, it was the weirdest, weirdest blowout I've ever been to. That, when they turned that on mid-fourth, that was wild. Yeah, it was. They scored, I think it was, like, 36 points on, like, what was it, like, 16 possessions? Yep. Just insane. Yeah. I feel like if uh, if that, that dunk Claxton missed, I feel like the, the arena would have just exploded. Yeah, that, he made Shackton, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, he missed that dunk, and then uh, Boston went on like an 8-0 run. I was like, oh, God, here we go. But it, it ended up okay. Um, yeah, that series was a lot of fun. Ba- basically what we expected. I mean, I thought the Nets would sweep. They, you know, Boston played out of their minds that one game. They, they played – Perfect. You mean the entire Nets Twitter was going insane? Yeah, yeah. Like we, yeah, let's talk about that, man. One, one loss, which is it happens to every good team in the playoffs. It's not, you know, Philly lost the game. The Bucks didn't, but they all, you know, they had a close game, game one. But it, it happens all the time, and and all of a sudden, Nets Twitter was freaking out, thinking this series was going seven. And then uh, we had uh, what? We had a writer say, if they don't win game four. They're in danger or something like that. Yeah, it was Winfield, Christian Winfield. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. been on something like the past like the past like three, four months, he's been on something. Yeah, I don't know. Asking and... Kyrie personal questions, trying to get in everyone's business. And then like at the end of game five, asking everyone, Oh, do you even take anything from this because of how banged up Boston was? Like trying to like sugar like not give the Nets credit because just because Boston had injuries. Like, what are you doing? I mean, all, all that, plus he's, like, writing puff pieces for DeAndre Jordan to play. 
which is real weird too. I, I don't, I, I don't get Winfield. He, he's like, he, he's like pretending to be like Bondi and Isola combined. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, like I, I don't agree with a lot of the questions he has because he gets too personal, and then he doesn't give the Nets credit enough. He like tries like taking like the victory away because he makes excuses for the other team. Yeah, very weird. Very, very weird. Um, what, what are your takeaways from that Boston series? I thought it was good. Um, you know, Boston never quits. I think Brad Stevens is a great coach. Um, they gave it their all. I thought they were better without Kemba. Romeo Langford, I thought, was more of a threat than Kemba. Yeah, I think you He was you're hitting right. every open three. Kemba was brooking all of them all series long. Kemba was left open all series long. Yeah, so, I mean – yeah, Romeo Langford definitely was more of a threat. I thought they were more potent uh, game five because the ball movement was better uh, because Langford was hitting and he wasn't Kemba Walker pretty much. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think they were better without Kemba, which is a crazy problem Boston has moving forward with that weird roster. Yeah, and the reports came out uh, after the series that is that going to see him as a negative asset? They're going to have to give up picks to get rid of that contract. I mean, what a disaster Danny Ainge has been. Since he, since he fleeced Billy King, he's made two great draft picks with Tatum and Brown, but everything else he's done has been a f- Wait, but he didn't even – he. I don't even really consider Tatum our pick because he traded our pick. Yeah, true. Markel Fultz was our pick. That's true. I mean, I guess he, we did help facilitate them getting Tatum, so I guess. Yeah. And, and Tatum and Brown were both good picks, and they had Kyrie lost him for nothing. But the problem is they don't coexist well. Tatum and Brown? Yes, exactly what Shaq said. I think after the series he said it's not it's not a – it's a Batman-Batman situation. It's not a, hey, I'm the number one option, you're the number two. They both want their numbers. It's a take turns scoring with them yeah well and and i think we saw in that series we just watched that tatum is the guy and should be the guy oh he's the guy he's he's a beast he's a superstar dude because like when people were upset after game three i'm like dude this kid just had 50 points he was hitting everything you sometimes you just got to tip your cat to like an up and coming star. Like Absolutely. That. And, you know, I rooted against him for years just because I, I didn't want the Nets picks or whatever Nets facilitate picks to do well because that trade gave us all PTSD. But yeah. um, give the kid credit, dude. He's, he's awesome. He's fun to watch. He seems very likable. I mean, I, I, everyone's, you know, saying he's going to get the hell out of Boston as soon as possible, which might be true. But I think he might be a future Net. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he has all the Nets connections right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, but back, back to Ainge, man. Lost Kyrie. Lost Gordon Hayward. Lost Al Horford. Lost oh, Terry Rozier. Yeah, yeah. He, he, that was that ended up being a trade, right, Kemba for Terry? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Gave up Terry and then overpaid Kemba. Ugh. I, yeah, and that, then he got fired. Now Brad Stevens is going to be the president of operations. They're going to bring in a new coach. I, I don't know what that's going to do. But very, very, very strange. Very weird situation. I know uh, Brett, Brad Stevens got, or the Boston Celtics got criticized for not giving an opportunity to someone else. But 
I mean, he has he was a part of their organization, and he knows what's going on. So I get it. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, they hire a good coach and figure it out. Uh, but he, I mean, he's a pretty solid coach himself. So it, I, I don't know. I said on Twitter he's gonna be making more money and doing less work. Cause that's always always a goal in life. Yep. Um, I agree. I don't know. But yeah, Boston series was fun. I, I, the, my takeaway from the Boston series is the big three got a lot of minutes together, and that was huge. Yeah, I think the extra game. I didn't really mind losing game three either. Me neither. I got to go to a game. It was great. Um, and just because of that extra game. And and and, yeah. and a lot of people are uh, also taking not taking into consideration. Milwaukee has been sitting for an entire week. Yeah, and we played on Tuesday. Yep, and, and you know people think that's good for rest, but it's bad for cohesiveness. Yeah, they, they can come out a little rusty. Um, I think Milwaukee is going to come out rusty as hell. I, I I think so too. I think the crowd. Uh, we're recording Friday, so the first game's tomorrow. And I think the crowd's going to be insane. Insane. I hope so. I I'm still disappointed the Nets are still having a non-vax section in the lower bowl. Though. Are they? Yes. Oh, see, because when I when I was looking at tickets, I didn't see any non-vax tickets. Supposedly they all sold out because I put a tweet up and then uh, Jay said that they're going to continue having it. Oh, that sucks, man. Fill the damn arena up. And, and if you're going to do those non-vax sections, do them in the upper corners. Yeah, I know. Like, why would you have it in the lower bowl, especially like mid-court? They had uh, two in the lower bowl the game I went to. Two non-vax sections in the lower bowl and two up top, and it just looks stupid. Every other section was packed to the brim, and then you have the non-vax section. It, it, it's just dumb. I wonder how they feel, like, watching all these crowded and then just they're making the arena look empty. It's it's stupid, man. It's stupid. Um, <clears throat> I lost my train of thought. All right, so we, we can move on to Milwaukee. As you were saying before we started recording, I mean, there, there are Nets fans who are, like, freaking out right now. Half, I feel like half of Nets Twitter is freaking out. I, I don't know if it's half, but there, there's a, there's a, a solid portion who, like, Maybe they're listening to these TV people. I, I I don't know. They are. Yeah, I just don't get it. I, you know, you Milwaukee's look at size. What's their size? Brooke Lopez. After Brooke Lopez, they don't have any size. None. Bobby Portis is six ten. He's not seven feet. Yeah. We can match that. And Brooke Lopez is not not going to be playable this series. He cannot stay on the court. He can't guard Blake Griffin or Kevin Durant. Who is he going to guard? No. He, and. He... And Blake Griffin's going to pull him out of the paint. Yeah, he was perfect for the last series against Miami, but the Nets are not a good matchup for Brooke. Every time he plays us, he shoots like shit. And he can't guard anybody because we're not keeping him down low. Where he's a, he's a solid rim protector, but we don't, you exactly know. when you were taking him out of his strength, which is like camping in the paint, and we're bringing him out to the perimeter when Kevin and James Harden's one of the best penetrators in the league, like. They're going to have a field day in yeah. that painted area. Run pick and roll with Brooke. Run pick and roll. I mean, not Brooke with Blake. Run pick and roll with KD. And you yep. know, Brooke Lopez is somebody's going to switch on Brooke. It's going to be KD. They're going to be picking on Middleton and Brooke Lopez. Oh, easily. It's going to be KD, Kyrie, or Harden's going to switch on to Brooke, and then it's it's buckets after that. Uh, I saw I saw somebody on its Twitter today say that Drew is going to lock down Kyrie, and I was like. Dude, Kyrie's never been locked down in his life. 
Who said that? Was that? Uh, I can't remember who said it. I can't. Some somebody said it. I can't remember who said it. Was it the the guy you always argue with? Which one? There's hundreds of them. It's the one guy um, you were arguing with a couple of weeks ago. He said, next year you're going to think I'm a Bucks fan or something like that. Oh, no, no, not that idiot. Another idiot. Um, he, he keeps saying um, Milwaukee in six. He told me it's a, it's a reverse jinx. <laughs> no, I think he actually believes that. Oh, no, it, it was my guy, Uncle C's, in the fantasy basketball chat. He said, I, I think Drew's going to clamp Kyrie. Are you kidding me? Uh, crazy. Yeah, if he, he's gonna foul out if he continues hand checking. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, we got some Jeff Green news today. Out game he's one, day to day after game one. I have a good feeling. I don't know. I I, I tweeted, but I, you know, during game five, he was out of the walking boot. During timeouts, he was shooting, he was dancing, he was hopping around. He looked good. So I think he must be feeling all right. We'll see. I hope. Yeah, it's only. I mean, I don't want to say anything because uh, you know Jay thinks I'm a uh, tier four Twitter doctor, but <laughs> no, I just have uh, I just have gut feelings. I th- I have a really good feeling he's gonna be back soon. I think so too. Um, my prediction's game three. Yes, he, uh, there's a slim chance he might be back for game two. I think. Uh, game three, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you. Uh, for the Bucks, Dante Divincenzo's out, and if you remember, if you People remember, people are not. They don't understand how big of a loss that is. This I mean, is, if, you, this, if you watch that back to back against the Nets, this bro. the reason why Divincenzo's a huge loss for them is because he's one of their best perimeter defenders. He's their best rebounding guard. He covers up Brooke Lopez's rebounding deficiencies. Yep. Um, Bro, he's, he's, he's like six foot four. He's averaging um, six rebounds a game. Exactly. And he is a good shooter. Yeah, solid so shooter. So if, if you have a true three and D guy who can rebound, and you have three superstars who you need to defend, but now you're down one, because Divincenzo used to uh, switch on to KD. He yep. was one of the bodies they put on uh, KD. And now they don't have him. So that leaves two liable options to guard KD. P.J. Tucker, Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's it. That's all they have. They had three bodies last time. But now one of them, now they have to focus on James Harden now, too. Who didn't play it's, in that it's, series? It's a mess. It's a mess because Chris Middleton's not a good defender. Oh, man, I, 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 I'm with you, man. I, 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 what was your what What is your prediction? That's in five. That's in five. That's in five. I keep going back and forth. Nets in five. Nets in six. I'll stick with Nets in six. The reason why I think it's Nets in five is because if we get up three one, which I think we will. And game five back in Brooklyn, they're not winning that game. Yeah. So, I mean, in that case scenario, we're winning both games at home. We're splitting on the road in Milwaukee and then just taking care of business in game five. Yes. I think a lot of them, I think majority of them will be very close, though. 
But I think we have the right closers to win all those games. I mean, we have three of the best closers in the league. Yes. NBA games, you've been watching for a long time. You see it. Those last few minutes, you know, it it turns into half-court offense, going possession for possession. And I know Nets Twitter is also obsessed when the guys go ISO. But, like, we have three insane ISO players, and that's what playoff basketball is about. Like – I like ISO ball in certain spots, but to begin the game, you cannot go ISO. I I agree with you there, but I'm talking about finishing the game. Finishing a close playoff. Fourth quarters, have at it. Because if in the beginning of the game, if you get Joe Harris going, who is our X factor, I've been saying it for a while, and you, you get Shamit going, you get Tyler Johnson, Blake Griffin involved. Yep. Then in the fourth quarter, you still have to guard those guys. Yeah. You can't because Joe Harrison's hitting. Shamit's hitting. Blake Griffin is rolling dunking. You you have to stay home. That means it's one-on-one. And one-on-one, I take Kyrie, KD, and James Harden over. And it doesn't matter who the Anybody. Doesn't matter it does who not players. matter. So uh, that's why I think in the fourth, ISO away. But in the first quarter, the Nets have to do a better job at establishing everyone else. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know you were a Joe Harris lover. I thought you were a Joe Harris hater 69-420. No, I've always said he was the X Factor. I just was worried. I just voiced my concerns. I never said he was a bad player. Never said he couldn't perform in the playoffs. I just said he had to prove it. And how do you think he did in the first series? He did fantastic. I thought he played pretty solid defense, too. Pretty well. I think he was lost there for the first couple of games where him and Blake Griffin looked terrible on defense. Yeah. But they figured it out over time. Yep. Uh, my My only thing problem with Nets Twitter is, like, when Blake Griffin looks terrible, so does Joe Harris. I think the miscommunication is between those two. You could be right. That, that makes sense. Uh, you watch uh, our buddy Matt Brooks's video on how to defend Giannis? No. Uh, he, he put out a YouTube video yesterday on his YouTube series. And yeah, was... but I can't, I can't take the regular season. I can't take anything from the regular season. I know that he needs to create content. But to me, the regular season means nothing. Well, he, he was showing how the Nets had their best defense against Blake Griffin when they were playing like drop coverage and, and just making them shoot. And yeah, he, I agree. He, he was hitting shots, but those, those, the threes, he was hitting pretty well, but those, those middies, like the nets would like let him shoot. And then at last minute, like throw a hand up and go for him. And he was missing a ton. And yeah. Blake Griffin did a really, really good job on Giannis. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. That's why when everyone was crying that Blake Griffin was starting the first, I'm like, dude, you don't understand. This is the best five against Milwaukee. I know what Steve Nash is doing. He's thinking ahead. He's trying to get these five chemistry for the next round. This is the best five against Milwaukee. He's not not worried about Boston. He wants them to get chemistry because Blake Griffin played phenomenal against Giannis Antetokounmpo in the regular season. And now we have Nicholas Claxton. Oh, the man. We have... Kevin Durant. Yep. We have so many more bodies to throw 
at Giannis. Even James Harden we you can t- throw at him. You took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, James. James, James has no problem. So, uh, I yeah. have I, – I, I can't see any reason why we would lose the series. There's no way. It, it if, comes... they, if, if Milwaukee wins, I'll root for them the rest of the way because I think they're going to win a championship if they beat us. Oh, I agree. I, I think whoever wins this series wins the championship. I agree. And, and, and Two I best going... teams in the league. Without a doubt. Point. Without a doubt. And, and I keep going back to what James Harden said a few weeks ago. Who is beating the Brooklyn Nets four times in a seven-game series? Who's beating them four times? Nobody left. Yeah, I if can't we, see it. If we win this series, we are going to coast all in five games. Yeah, we, we would whoop Atlanta. Philly, I, I feel bad for Philly, man, because I, I know Embiid. Is, I wanted to get to them next. I feel horrible and, and for them. I got some Philly fan friends, and they're like, you know, Embiid will be okay. He'll get the surgery after the season, but, like, that, that he, he's not going to be right the entire series, the rest uh, of the playoffs. That, that, and that needs, if he like, plays, he, he he better be careful because if you you can tear that even more. If I if I'm Philly, I'm I'm not playing him game one and seeing if they steal a game. And if Philly wins game one, I don't play him game two. I, I try to split those first two games. You're and, you're really one hit. Do you think he'll come back to this playoffs? Oh, I think so. I, I think he's planning on coming back. Gosh, I don't know. That's and gosh, Kawhi Leonard's going off. Um, he has forty-five points right now. Yeah, Kawhi's having a great game. But um, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I know those torn, even a partially torn meniscus. That's that's rough. That's a knee cartilage, and. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it, to be honest with you. I feel bad for Sixers fans. Even even Doc Rivers didn't sound too hopeful. He was like, I hope, I'm hopeful he'll return for the playoffs. But he didn't sound very good. Well, the thing with Philly is they have a nice core and they're young. Ben Simmons is 24. Joel Embiid is 25. He's 25, but like, he hasn't ever, he hasn't even improved. Oh, I it's a different story. He is who he is. But my, my point is, you know, Ben Simmons is 24. John Beats 27. Tobias Harris is 28. Like, these guys can run it back a few more times and add some pieces. Like, I understand Philly's got a good team now. They think they have a shot at Brooklyn. And if they, you know, got past if – we, if we meet in the finals and, and Beats healthy and they got past Brooklyn, like, I think Milwaukee, Philly, or um, Brooklyn beats – Can we just – can we just say – the Eastern Conference has taken over. Yeah, yeah. The Eastern Conference has the three best teams in the NBA. When healthy, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Philly are the three best teams in basketball. I, I, I think, agree. I think when healthy, they would beat anyone remaining in the West. I agree. I, I, and I don't think it's even close. The East has rejuvenated itself, and I am proud to say it's about damn time. It's the first time in a long time. We've had a couple seasons where – you know, Miami, the 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 Heatles in Miami were, were solid, but the rest of the East sucked. Or, you know, when LeBron was in Cleveland, his first go around, his second go around. Um but yeah, the East the East is finally back. Yep. The East it's is, tough. The East it's is back. Tough. Um after those three teams, I'm not sure. Moving forward. I I don't know. 
There's a lot of young up and coming teams in the East too. So yeah, Atlanta could improve. Uh, the Knicks could go get a point guard or a star. They could come back and improve. You Miami. got the Hornets. You got yeah, the Hornets have a nice young squad. Miami. I'm, I think I'm I think the Bulls are going to make the playoffs next year. I, I think, think they're so going to go out and get Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Washington, I'm out on. Yeah, Miami, Washington. I'm out on. The Pacers are a little interesting to me. Eh, that's about it for now. Toronto's uh, on their way out. They need to trade, make some trades and rebuild. Yep, there's some. There's still some rebuilding teams like Cleveland, Detroit, Orlando. Who's in the rebuilding process? So. Yeah, yeah, and those those teams are gonna have to go through the draft because they're not gonna sign stars the way the way they're built right now. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, well, but that's fine. There's always gonna be rebuilding teams. Yeah, I'm interested in see what Orlando and Detroit do. I'm very interested in them. They they have cap space. They have cap space, but they're gonna get. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna get a top pick. So they're gonna get, you know, one of those young studs coming out of college. So. I mean, it's it's gonna be a nice draft. So we'll have to do an episode on the draft. Um. I forgot what we were talking about before. Talking about the East Buck series, Philly. I'm not sure. I just know we're having a game seven on Sunday. Yeah, this this one's over. This one's over. Clippers are going to win this one. Game seven Sunday. I'm looking forward to. You know what's right? Really crazy. I don't know who's going to win that game because all the road teams have won. Is the that home true? Teams are zero and six. Wow. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Dallas took the first two games. Yeah, and then and then Clippers took the next two. And then Dallas won last game in LA and now LA just won in Dallas. This is the weirdest series I've ever seen. I've never I don't think I've ever seen a uh no one win at home through the first six games. Which is crazy because now I have no idea who's gonna win game seven. That is crazy. People who said when Brooklyn formed the big three that there's no parity, there's still parity. Oh, the there's West, definitely still parity. Look at the yeah, I, look at the West. I have no idea who's coming out of the West. No idea. And, and when we did that playoff preview uh, podcast, we we all said the same thing. You know, we all made our predictions, but yeah, I said Phoenix, depending yeah. on Chris Paul's health. And you you might be right, and that would be a really – I mean, even though they were a top seed, like, no one no one thought Phoenix. So, like, that would be a really good prediction by you because, yeah. I mean, everybody said one of the L.A. teams. Yeah, it's because I thought Phoenix would beat L.A. with Chris Paul healthy anyway. I don't think – I thought they would lose. But that's just me. I thought Aiden would handle his business. He did. Now yes. Phoenix is going to beat Denver. If if Jamal Murray was, was healthy, that would be an insane series, Phoenix and Denver. But unfortunately, injuries happen. Yeah, injuries suck, man. Injuries suck. Oh, uh, yeah, let's talk about Devin Booker. My God. That game last night, I wanted to go to sleep, but I couldn't because the game was so freaking good. Yeah, I agree. And, Me too. I stayed up like freaking one thirty in the morning. Yeah, and, of it. and it was kind of a blowout, but – like Devin Book, like even when the it was, it was just, it was nice to see LA get their 
asses beat. Yeah, it was. And the Lakers made a little bit of a comeback in that third quarter, and then Devin Booker just took over. He looked like a legit superstar last night. 15 of 22 from the field, 8 for 10 from three, 47 points, 11 rebounds, doesn't miss a free throw. He, he did it all. He took over, man. You think he's the best out of the three of the friends? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, D'Lo's the worst, right? You think? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Out of D'Lo, Cat, and... Yeah, okay. D'Lo's definitely the worst. Um, I, I don't know. For the last couple of years, I thought Cat was the guy, but he can't... He can't no. stay healthy. He, no, uh, he can't lead. Yeah. He's never... He can't... He's not that difference maker anymore. Or he never has been. Yeah, he, I, I guess he's probably suited as, like, a number two. I would say a number three. Yeah, well, and, and, well then the, the, the answer is easy then, because Devin Booker is a clear number one. And for years, we've been, tell, we've, been, we've been hearing he's an empty stats guy, empty stats guy. Then they made a little noise in, in the summer, a little Disney ball last year, which is fun to watch. They won a bunch of games in a row, right? Eight in a row. Playoffs. All yeah, eight, eight games. Row. Yep. To make the playoffs. And Chris Paul, everyone said that's fucking crazy. Chris Paul is getting paid a jillion dollars. He's, you know, Chris Paul is 36 years old. Um, and Chris Paul has been great for them. And DeAndre Ayton took another step. And Mikel Bridges is pretty solid. Mikel Bridges is the most impressive to me. Yeah. He has taken the biggest step. He's the reason why there are, I, I think, outside of Chris Paul, besides Chris Paul, he is the reason why they are where they are. I mean, he had a great season, dude. He did. Shot 54 from the field, 43 from three. Yeah, he's been great. Um, and as annoying as he is, Jay Crowder had a really, really good series against LA. I still hate him. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not. I remember, I still think about that shot last year from time to time. Ugh. He was with Memphis. Yep. When uh, I think Spencer Dinwiddie missed all those free throws down the stretch. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like the guy either. Um, I would like him on our team, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's annoying. He's like a gnat. So you love him when he's on your team. Yep. Uh, Also in that series, I thought campaign played pretty well after the Bulls wrote him off. Yep. Um, I'm not, you know, too fond of their bench, but Devin Booker could play like 45 minutes every game. I I think their bench is fine. I think Dario Saric. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think their bench is is all right. I, I don't think Saric even played yesterday. He played in garbage time. Oh, he did. Or was that game three? That think, game three. Or yeah, game, game four. Game, yeah. uh, four. Yep. Game four. Um, your, your boy, Toy Craig, plays a little bit on their bench, too, I think. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. I, I really wish the Nets would have picked him up. I know. That was, that was your guy for a long time. Because, uh, yeah, he's a nice 3 and D guy, like I said. Yeah, he is. He would be huge against Milwaukee. Yeah. He would another body, another body. I can't believe like, he didn't get any playing time in Milwaukee. Like, what were yeah, they doing? That was very strange. And then he goes to Phoenix, and he had a had a nice year. You know, he just like he, he's a guy who understands his role, and he does it well. He's not. We, gonna say, he, what really bothered me about Charles Barkley, like I can't get over he he called Bobby Portis part of their. He we should be scared of him because of his size. <laughs> 
in his rebounding. I'm just like, the dude doesn't rebound or, like, I guess he does rebound, but, I mean, is he really that much of a threat? Not really. He's all right. He plays, like, 15 minutes a game or something like that. Yeah, I mean, he's a, you don't want to leave him open from three. But, yeah, he doesn't do much for me. I, I don't know. I, I, again, the Nets are a huge betting favorite. They're minus 200 to win the series. That's, and minus 220 on some sites. They're the, what is that? What I'm sorry. I'm more familiar with spreads. What does the money line mean? So if you you'd, to win $100, on, you'd have to bet $220 for the Nets to win a series to win 100 and wow. the so Bucks, we're heavily favored. Heavily favored. In in the next round, including hypotheticals with Phoenix, uh, I mean Dallas, um, or the Clippers winning, we are the biggest favorite in the next round. Which is crazy because Milwaukee's the second best team in basketball. Hmm. That, that's how much the odds makers like Brooklyn. That means a lot. It, it does. It does that, that, that. That's why I don't understand these fans, our fans, other casual NBA fans, Laker fans. Who, who cares? They're all going to be, you know, big three haters. We know that. Yep. But our fans getting sucked into that shit where Charles Barkley and Skip Bayless and not Skip, Skip's a Nets fan, but like all these guys, you know. Just hating on the Nets for like no reason, just to get some airtime. It it's silly to me, and I'm not saying Milwaukee can't win the series; they absolutely could. But I'm putting all my money on the Nets. Oh, 100 percent. I'm putting all my money on the big three. Like everyone's saying, this is made up to be a classic. Honestly, I don't see it. I think it's. I don't think. I think people are going to be really disappointed when this series is over. I disagree with you, but I certainly hope you're right. I hope we knock their socks off, dude. I don't think we're going to knock their socks off. I think we're going to get close games, but I don't think it's going to go as long as people think it is. That's what I'm saying. I, I hope you're right. It, it's it's got to be big three heavy. Now, do you think the big three have all been averaged around 37 minutes? My guess is that increases a little bit here. And, and, I, yes. and, and I think – Saw a lot in that. Boston I think series. the rotation is going to be um, tighter. Eight. Yeah. Okay. We talk about that in a second. Like in in that Boston series, we saw a lot where James Harden would go out around that like eight minute mark, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie would stay in. I think we're going to see that still, but I think we're going to see less of Harden by himself on that second unit. I think he'll be with Kyrie or KD. I, I think yeah. we're I think I think we're gonna see and I guess we'll see after tomorrow night how the rotation looks, but I think we're gonna see two of the big three on the floor at the same time the whole game. And we're definitely gonna see all three to start the game and all three to close the game. Um but that, that's how I see it. I think they're gonna be playing definitely forty minutes plus. You you said you think the rotation gets cut to eight. Yeah, I don't think there's a spot for Tyler Johnson this series. Okay, so same starting five, big three, Joe Harris, Blake Griffin, and then Claxton. Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown, Claxton, Green when he's back. And who who to start? Tyler Johnson without Green or Landry? I think Shamit plays. Um, depending, I think 
I think it really depends. If Shamit's struggling, I think he'll go to Tyler Johnson. The last games four and five wasn't. Who was the first guy off the bench? Tyler Johnson. It was Tyler. He was the sixth man, right? Yes. Oh. But then you didn't see him in the second half. Yeah. 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 I mean, some strange stuff always happens with Steve Nash's rotations. Um. Huh. Interesting. I'm. I'm, I'm loving seeing Tyler Johnson. Love it. Yeah, I love him. I, I know you are too, because we both loved him in the summer ball. But I can't. I can't. I just can't see unless he's unless he's a bug on Bryn Forbes, which I can see. I can see him being a pest on him. But other than that, I don't see him playing in this series. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, Claxton, I think Claxton's minutes go up. Yes, he needs to go up. He needs to play. Yeah, this is the per- this is the perfect matchup for him. It he's going to thrive. He can cover Giannis. He can cover Middleton. He could be a pest against Brooke on the outside. Oh, he can switch with ease. Come on. And, and you saw in the, in the limited time he played in that Boston series. Every he struggled the, very, the first three games. He got his ass kicked by Robert Williams. I remember he was getting thrown to the ground when he got blocked yep. from Robert Williams the first couple games. Yep. And then – and then he turned it around the last two. And I think he got – I think he needed to get used to the physical – that's why I like playing Boston first because they're so physical. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, um, they're physical. So, they're I think it was – I think it was very good for Claxton to get that because Milwaukee's just – they're just as physical. So, they're going to – it's good. He, I think he knows. I think, I think he's ready. And, and, and the way – the way his confidence after what he said in – after he said in game three, he's like – Something about that he just needs to go dunk on someone smaller than him or something like that. Yeah, he, like, said he, yeah. Said he needs to catch the ball and start dunking on people. It was like, yep, yep, he's fine. Yeah, and it's great. And you saw in game four and five, he was awesome, man, covering yeah. guards. It's so funny because over and over, a guard will beat him to the basket, and then he either blocks their shot or he's so – his arms are so long that he changes their shot and they brick a layup. He, he's just so good. Could you imagine him and Jared Allen? If we, oh my uh, god! That, oh my god! The, the one of one of them would have to learn how to shoot threes from the corner <laughs> to play together. But yeah, that, that, yeah, that'd be an insane twin towers on defense. Like when you re, when Jared Allen comes out of the game, you're just replacing Claxton. Man, that'd be nice. Um. All right, you're saying Bucks and five or Nets and five. I'm saying Nets and six. Uh, let's do the other series real quick before we jump off here. Any any chance Atlanta wins the series? Yes. Yeah. If if Embiid is not even close to being healthy, because I don't think he's even going to be anywhere near his dominant self. He needs to be dominant in order for them to win the series. Atlanta has way too much firepower. They have a better bench. They have better supporting cast. They have more shooters. They have more of everything than the Philadelphia 76ers right now. Yeah. They are going to get blitzed if Joel Embiid is even limping because you they have Clint Capella who can guard him. Yep. So if you're going to give Clint Capella – Outplaying Joel Embiid, the series is over. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think if Joel Embiid is playing hurt, which we know he will be, or Joel Embiid is not playing, I'm I, I can't see Philly having the firepower to win that series. 
And yep. Atlanta is confident right now. They're hot. Their bench is hot. They're they're I mean, they're coming off a series where they embarrass the Knicks after game four. They talk shit about the Knicks and yep. then went into their sold out building and gave it to them. And then the Knicks what just, they're gonna do the Knicks just rolled over. They're gonna put I don't know who Ben Simmons is gonna guard. Probably he's probably gonna try guarding Trey Young, which is gonna be a mistake. Uh but because Trey Young doesn't need to have a big game to win, no, not at all. Because uh, they have Bogey, Bogey, they have Gallo, they have Reddish, they have Herder. Too many shooters, just way too many. They're they're one of the few teams that can keep up with the Nets offensively. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know because Cam Reddish is going to lock down Tobias. Is Cam Reddish coming back? Is he? I thought he was playing. No, DeAndre Hunter. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, Hunter. Hunter yeah, Hunter. The, he's the lockdown defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he will guard Tobias and lock him down. Tobias looked good in that first series. I always like Tobias. Yeah, but he, you know how bad Washington's defense is. We yeah, we can't, second, we can't. Second worst in the league after Portland, yeah. probably. Yes, we cannot take anything from that. That's... But it's going to be a good series. Um, I got Hawks and six. Hawks and six. Oof, I can't even make a prediction without knowing what Embiid's going to look like. I'll, I'll say Hawks and I don't think they would win if they go back to Philly for game seven. You might be right. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like without Embiid in game five, like that um, Washington thought they had another chance and in the fourth quarter, Philly just turned it on. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Embiid's the X factor. You're 100 percent right. Um, the only other series we know right now for sure is Denver Phoenix. We kind of talked about that a little bit before. You you like Phoenix? I got Phoenix in six. Yeah, I also have Phoenix in six. And then say it is Utah versus the Clippers. Who do you like there? Uh, Clippers will beat Utah. What if it's Utah versus Dallas? Then Utah will beat Dallas. Damn, I feel the exact same way. So, starting over right now, if you're picking who's coming out of the West, are you sticking with the Suns? I stick with the Suns. Suns are better than the Clippers. If if the Clippers win game seven, I'll take the Clippers to come out of the West. If they don't – Well, the Suns I, will have full home court advantage in that series, so I'm, I'm taking the Suns. That's true. Suns are the two seed. Clippers are the four seed. You don't give Utah a shot at all? No. 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 Any any sort of adversity against a good team, they're going to crumble. Yeah, they fold. Because they should really struggle against Memphis. They're very lucky they're such an inexperienced team. Otherwise, Memphis would have swept them. You're right. Memphis, Memphis had a chance to win every single game besides game five. Yeah. And they blew it down the stretch. So they can't close. They're too young. And if they're they're going to play that game against the, the Clippers, they don't yeah. stand a chance. Oh my. They don't stand a chance. Ka- Kawhi will end that game quick. Yeah, exactly. So you can't play those games against good teams. Damn, as you said before, this playoff has been awesome, man. Yeah. E- even though Atlanta beat Knicks 4-1, that was a good series. That Utah-Memphis was 4-1, that was a good series. Denver-Portland was an awesome series. I really wish that went to game seven. 
Yep, I agree. Before before we sign off here, you want to talk to him in Portland a little bit? Coach is gone. I, I can't figure out. Does Portland need to trade McCollum? What, what do they need yes. to do? Yeah. McCollum sucks. <sighs> I, I've never liked McCollum. I always thought he was very overrated. They stuck with that that core way too long. Yeah, they've, they've made a lot of mistakes in Portland over the years. Way too long. Their free agents have stunk. Their trades have stunk. Remember they signed Evan Turner? Yeah. To add to Dude, that they've, they've, been, they've been first-round exes for the past four of the past five years. So Yeah. And they should have gotten rid of McCollum two years ago, in my opinion. They're, they're wasting Dame's prime. Yep. And Dame's too loyal to go anywhere. Whew, that should be interesting. Um, all right, so this this should be a fun series. It's been a fun playoffs. I, I'm, I'm excited. We're, we're, we're about to be basically after Sunday. It's just going to be one. Is it going to be one game a night or we're going to have multiple? Um, I, I guess some, I think, some nights will overlap. Yeah. But, I mean, I like the, the rest we get. I, I do, too. So we, we play Saturday, Monday, and then Monday, Thursday. Thursday, and then Sunday. Uh, that is nice. And then it's every other day from there on out. Yeah, so tomorrow, Saturday, June 5th, and that's in uh, Bucks are the only game. Sunday, I uh, hate two afternoon games. Come on. Yep. Atlanta, Philly at 1, Dallas, uh, LA at 3.30. Oh, okay, so we got a doubleheader Monday. That's awesome. All right, so the Bucks Nets play, and then Nuggets, Suns at 10 p.m. Okay. Yeah, cool. keeping me up late. I know. I hate it, but I love it. Got to enjoy these games all the season still going on. Yep. Um, all right. Yeah. So that should be should be good. We'll uh, we'll plan to do a uh, what's the stupid thing on Twitter called? Spaces. Spaces. We'll we'll plan to do a spaces after game three on Thursday. Uh, uh Thursday night after game three. Um, maybe throughout another podcast. Probably not. We'll probably just keep doing spaces on the road. That's fun. Yeah, that's very fun. I like it. Uh, I wish Joseph would join us. I know he should. He doesn't have to show his ugly, ugly mug. We'll tell him to put on that small ass James Harden jersey. <laughs> oh, poor Joseph. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll be back. Spaces Thursday. Hope you guys enjoy the series. Hope everyone's feeling good, man. You should be. This is the best Nets team we've ever seen in our lives. Yep. And then just think, after we win this series, we got that championship locked up. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. I can't right. wait to witness the Nets win a championship. Uh, me too, bro. Me too. Um, episode will be out tomorrow morning. We'll tweet about it right now. And I uh, ho- hope everyone enjoys. We'll see you on uh, Spaces Thursday. But hopefully the Nets up 2-0. Yep. 3 3 right. nothing. Go Nets. Go Nets.